Hey there, I'm Ian. And I'm Rachel. And we want to welcome you to our Building Contenders podcast. Here we share messages, sermons, and our weekly conversations to equip you to contend for the kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy it. Blessings. Blessings. So Father, we thank you for all that you're doing on the earth. Lord, we thank you that we are... uh, unshakable that the, even though things are shaken that the stuff in your kingdom remains unshakable uh, and god i pray that we would have the same characteristics uh, as your kingdom that we would remain unshakable in the midst of the greatness that's all going around uh, the, the world even at the minute the, the great shifts and and changes that are going on around that we would remain steadfast secure and anchored in hope, in Jesus' name, amen. Yes, yes. So, yeah. so good to see you. Hey, Julie. Popping on, hey, Julie. Great to see you. Uh, and yeah, so this is, first of all, let me just start out by saying this is this is September the 11th. Um, mm-hmm. When we arrived in June, June the 13th, 2001, uh, little did we know that in a couple right. of months, uh, everything would change in the United States, that everything would would uh, mm-hmm. be way different than Shit. it was. Yeah, way, way, way different. And we didn't even sense it, to be honest. Uh, we didn't sense it in, in, the, in the morning all. But, yeah. Which is strange, you know. I think we were so used to terror happening that I, <laughs> not, not only terror happening, but actually getting a godly perspective on it like realizing that these horrible things are happening and had happened that, that morning. Um, but immediately switching into, okay, we will overcome, this will get better, mm-hmm. this is not the end, all of that kind of stuff, and immediately switching into that kind of yeah. uh, mold, which was born through decades of conflict. You know, so. Yes, that was, that was an eye-opener. The yeah. Yeah, 9-11 was. was certainly tragic for so many people yeah. so much loss um, and yet the the thing that i loved and we had just arrived in america so we were just getting used to it was this sense of a nation united even yeah. like in grief uh, but people standing together people the best like the best came out of people uh people feeding other people yeah. Uh, just the sacrifice on so many normal people, ordinary people for others. I think that was outstanding. I, I think the thing that we noted was, wow, people were waving the United States flag from their car. And we we're like, goodness, this, they are proud to be Americans. And there was just something beautiful in that, I think, just something beautiful in this nation coming together. Um, in such a time of grief and, mm. and trial, really. Um, and it, it didn't seem to matter what what socioeconomic class you yeah. were, what color you were, mm-hmm. um, you know, what your ethnicity was, what your gender was, what your pronouns were. Um, just thought I'd throw that one in there. We're not going there. <laughs> um, and you know, where your what your stance was on on you know some of the some of the biggies. It didn't seem to matter at that time. The only yeah. thing that mattered was. We will not surrender. It will not back down. Yeah, we're, we're not. We're not and, 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 it, and some of that can be from a really unhealthy place, but some of it can be just from that place of, oh, no, we will not, you know, we mm-hmm. will not surrender. Mm-hmm. No surrender kind of thing. 
we're which a little is familiar with <laughs> which is different connotations for us but yes um, yeah so even this week you know um as you saw the queen passed and uh, again another nation the uk um the british isles was in grief and is in grief and yet like the if you're watching i can't take my eyes off the all the happenings um, i'm you know i'm watching what's happening and all the processions and building up to the actual official funeral and you know you see this this nation yes julie i know we we did shed a few tears ourselves uh, but just this this nation coming together again and putting other things aside um and and i think it's that sense of unity where there is blessing like i'm reminded of that scripture i love that scripture that where there is unity and a spirit of unity, the Lord commands a blessing and um, that we are promised that. And I love that uh, for the church, for the body of Christ. Like there's nothing quite like when a family comes together and puts aside their differences and puts aside their squabbles and the nonsense and they come together for what is actually important to focus on uh, the most important thing and for us, like, as the body of Christ, we come to focus like it's on King Jesus, yes. you know. And uh, and when we do that, we we the Lord commands a blessing over us when we walk in unity, not harmony. Um, when we walk in unity of spirit, um, all of heaven comes into alignment. And and I think it's a very powerful thing. I think we haven't always seen it. But when we get glimpses of it, it's so beautiful um, yeah. that it's so attractive, you know? Yeah, and there's there are always going to be the dogs fighting in the streets, you know? Don't let don't let the media fool you that yeah. the Apostle Paul called, <laughs> you know, Jews that were arguing arguing over minor, minor pieces, you know? He said, there's always going to be dogs. Let these dogs fight amongst themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, don't, don't, don't fight with the dogs that are fighting with each other. Mm -hmm. um, don't get in the middle of a dog fight that we're still gonna, you know, it, it is appreciating that what we have is the this massive amount of unity happening yeah. um, throughout the United Kingdom and even throughout the Commonwealth, even though there's a great insecurity mm -hmm. uh, that's going on. You know, will Charles be good enough? Well, honestly, he will be, he will absolutely be uh, because he's been prepped for 70 years to do this. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, so yeah, I, you know, in the middle of, we don't know what's going on. We don't know what the next 10 years are going to bring. Well, that hasn't changed. The only thing that's changed is that people are standing together, locking arms and mourning yeah. together, you know, yeah. that, that even as we remember 9-11 today, that we mourn together, mm -hmm. that we're, we're not sort of getting into the political fray of, uh, of uh, like the dogs, you know, yeah. the dogs in the street. It's, it's kind of like it is this shift, you know, and I think we all feel that it's more than just a queen dying, mm -hmm. uh, that it is much more than that, that there is this, and, and you know, QE2, Queen Elizabeth II was um, love Jesus. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as the head of the Anglican community, she's the defender of the faith is one of her titles. And now King Charles is now the defender of the faith and and the hope is he will defend the faith as well, that he will remain as faithful to King Jesus as as people are to him. And it seems to be that was that was 
what his speech was. So um, anyway, I think it's just really yeah. important. I think the unity thing is really important. We were at church this morning, and uh, there was a real expression of unity at one point that lasted 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, it was so, uh, yeah, it was amazing. Uh, yeah, so there was this, this. Celebratory rising up yeah. in support and unity of um, what God's doing and who he's. he's it's really who, right? It's who, who he, he is. is picked, really, I think, who he has uh, designated to represent him. Yeah. Um, in this region and the assignment that's on their lives and um, and the whole congregation got behind them and cheered them uncomfortably for the next 10 minutes. The congregation were perfectly comfortable, <laughs> let me just say. We, yes, we were we totally were comfortable. comfortable but who, who was getting celebrated and raised up were not so much. But it was, again, another display for me of that that unity, that sense of unity, that sense of God's hand is on you. You know, like God has picked you. God has has chosen you for such a time as this. And and I think, you know, when you see that, I think we have choices when that happens. We can either be um, jealous, why not me? And, and then have a whole victim mentality. Or we can say, you know what, if they're blessed, I'm actually blessed. If they're blessed in what they do and I can get my my enthusiasm, my support behind them um, because that's who God is on. And it's not to say God isn't for all of us, right? But there's times God raises up people in regions and he He seems to honor people sometimes more than others. And it, it is, imagine that. Um, and it is that ability in us to be able to honor the the man and woman of God, uh, who God is actually saying, like Moses, this is this is my servant, or this is like you know, um, whoever it is at the time, uh, can we get it, put our weight behind them and and actually use our strength to honor them and yeah. lift them up for so the we will receive the blessing right. as well, you know? Yeah, I, I think that that's mm -hmm. kind of what everybody is astounded at mm -hmm. at the minute with the UK. Um, yeah. You know, the, what we've got is, you know, and, and we've had a lot of really um, kind messages from mm -hmm. a bunch of our friends here so in the US. Kind. Just reaching out and a bunch of them said, hey, I don't really get this but it seems to affect you all in some way. So, uh, so we're really sorry for your loss. Yes. And, and honestly, it does feel like a loss. Yeah. Um, but it's the not really understanding a thing. What, what I think we don't really understand is we don't really understand this whole notion of honor. And I mean, I, I realize that we've all read Danny Silk's book and that makes us all experts in it um, or not. Um, or, you know, you've done what I did when I was the senior leader of church. I, you know, I took a chapter a week and taught it and thought, there you go. Now we, have, now we all have the culture of honor instead of, no, no, this is way more than that. Right. This is, this right. is, this actually comes with like, you know, this noblesse of liege, the, the what is it? Three, the three values of the, of the queen were duty, responsibility, and a personal life, keeping your personal life personal. Um, you know, the, 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 Duty and responsibility are up there with, uh, with all the all the wealth and all the prestige and all the 
the fact that you're the queen, but the number one thing that drives you is Judy. And I think, I think Judy has, you know, we, we don't often see that or we, we have had a really unhealthy relationship with it. Um, but my point is that the one that's honored has responsibility with that. Like the one that's honored has actually some responsibilities and some sense of duty with it. And that's, that can be one of the scariest pieces. You know, I, I, I wrote a Facebook thing this week and I thought I would get a lot of pushback on it and I didn't get any. Uh, I was a bit disappointed <laughs> that the whole notion that some parts of the body are actually worthy of more honor than, than others. Um, we find that really difficult, especially in a democracy. We find it very difficult to, to think that these people could be worthy of honor because immediately we go into this sort of orphan thing. Well, they're no better than me. And that doesn't mean they're better than me. And well, no, with, with it, you know, I think in the King's speech, which was about Queen Elizabeth's father, you know, his whole thing was this noblesse oblige thing. Like the whole King's speech book, movie, screenplay is all about the responsibilities of carrying the weight of having this much honor. And, you know, a lot of people want to be that guy or gal um, without really understanding that. But I think those that God has picked um, actually understand the weight of it. And that's, that can be very humbling. But um, so, yeah, I, I think honor is the key word. I mean, I think I've said that time and time again. I think moving forward, honor is the key word. I'm actually going to fire wheel this weekend um, to talk to their leadership and then to preach on Sunday morning. Um, and it's really about honor. Like we, we, we need an upgrade. I mean, I need an upgrade. It's not, this is not me preaching to everybody. I need an upgrade in honor. I need to be able to have that. Uh, like I'm not learning enough about it. I'm not doing it enough. You know, what, what, what do I need in my life to actually receive more of heaven, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, because I think honor is always the ceiling of the supernatural. If I'm looking for a breakthrough movie, I need to double down on honor. Um, and yeah. Yeah, I think we're, you know, so in tune with our individualism <laughs> that I think that this notion of getting behind and honoring someone that God has his hand on is harder, um, you know, I, I, I think. And I think uh, the thing I, uh, I was speaking, uh, even, you know, Rachel and I did a little, our podcast last, last week on Thursday and the thing with, you know, when there's no honor, there can be division, like there there can be people just vying for position. Um, and we don't want that, like that's the opposite of what we want because d division diminishes glory. Mm. Um, you know, if there's unity, the blessing is poured out. And if there's division, then it's there's a diminishing of something. There's a diminishing of who we are. Um, and I think when you are in a culture that understands uh, what on how to honor well, that you're not actually diminished in any way if, if you're honoring. It's actually you come under something, and it and it becomes like the this the sum of all the parts is greater uh, because you're all putting your weight behind uh, who God is moving on. And, and there's something in the spirit, I believe, that happens and something uh, that it doesn't make sense, that God is a God of multiplication and, and of blessing. And so it, he takes the pieces and they, 
they add up to twice the size of, if I'm making sense, they add up to like more blessing than what there should be by the, <laughs> by what is there. And so I think for us is, is honor is so important to catch. And I think as, as you get older and you get a little wiser, maybe, I don't know, sometimes you get wiser. Um, you understand, <laughs> you understand how important honor is even like with in a natural sense, like with your parents or with others, um, that's how important honor is and what a difference it makes to you. So does that make sense? It's great. I hope I <laughs> didn't confuse you. <laughs> and I think the prophets at the minute, the prophets are certainly, you know, for all, for all yeah. you prophetic people and especially all you prophets out there, yeah. you're probably having a field day at the minute, not knowing what end is up and whether you're on a, you know, a spinny ride. I hate spinny rides. You know, spinny rides at the to yes. Disney, oh. Great America. Terrible. Sometimes it can feel like that when the, when all of this is kind of going on. Um, it's a spiritual vertigo. <laughs> yeah, someone described it as spiritual vertigo. <laughs> it feels like um, that this is this is what's happening. But yeah, yeah, I think whenever. Um, something this substantial happens uh, that it's not just in the physical realm there is uh, and, I, and what I felt personally this week as I'm, I'm sure I'm not I know I'm not the only one is the seismic shifts that are happening in the spirit realm like the change and shifting of the guard happening and I think that's actually been happening and we've all been feeling it you know but I think when um, like nations are feeling it, it's not just individuals, uh, but there's something that is shifting that is so large um, that is on, it's just almost like a little bit vertical, as you say, you know. It's good. Yeah, it's really good. It's good, but it's, it's like a little unsettling. Yeah. Isn't it? And and there is time to, there's a time of letting go, and there's a time of embracing. Cause and we don't know yet what the embracing is. Um, like even in the natural, we don't know what it's going to look like for a new king. Um, and everybody waits, kind of with watching to see how this will all pan out. And and I think it's the same even spiritually. There's so much shifting that's happening that we're, you know, I think for us, it's it's always trying to stay in a place of union with the Father and in a place of being solid and being uh, immovable, I think. Um, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, so one of the, you know, it's obviously the biggest thing that's happening this week and part of this thing is to try and say that you know I, I don't i don't really study in order to bring a message that much i try to sort of like find out what what the lord's doing with me and then um you know sort of say here here's what he's doing with me maybe this is relevant to you <laughs> as egotistical as that sounds that sounds but, terrible um well but it's because kind it's of, not it's not true like it's true but you you do study. I do study, do but I don't. I study for me. I study for me. Right. I study to be changed. <laughs> I need a lot of work. Um, so, so yeah, it's. Uh, it. I, I, I feel the Lord's been sort of like saying a couple of things to me recently. 
and one of them is this whole notion of Joshua 1 and 9, uh, which, is, <clears throat> which is strange because when we were in a time of enormous transition, when we were becoming the senior leaders of our church, and it wasn't an easy time, um, the, the scripture that God gave us was like many people who are in transition, which is be strong and, and courageous for the Lord your God is with you. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Joshua 1 verse 8. And, you know, that, that was great. But it was the second bit that I think you shared with me and has really, has really captured my, my attention, which is, which is basically, I'm not going to quote it all, but it's basically like, like if you memorize the, the law, and if you keep these statutes and you keep them in your heart and you speak them aloud, um, then some translations just say, then your ways will be prospered. Um, but the actual reading of it in Hebrew that we've learned, uh, not that we're Hebrew scholars, but we read people that are Hebrew scholars. Um, and the actual Hebrew says that if you do all this with the word, then you will make your ways prosper. And, and that is so profound to me. That has become so profound, especially when I tie it into something that's been going on for the last uh, 20, 20 hours, maybe, um, for me, which is, well, maybe not, maybe a little bit longer, which is that, you know, so the, the idea is that I'm actually not waiting on God prospering me. If I keep these principles, in other words, for us, and we were just chatting about it earlier, obviously we're not under the law, so we're not going to recite the Ten Commandments and, you know, put them on our foreheads and our wrists and all that, you know, have these marks. Uh, the scripture talks about having the marks of the word on your forehead and the wrist. Um, and, you know, then let, let, letting, you know, that we're not going to carry these. And <clears throat> what, what are we carrying? And it is, it is this new covenant. The new covenant has to be the, the, Jesus and the Father made an agreement to wipe away all our sins. And all we have to do is, is agree with that and come into it. But I think there's more to it. I think there's more of the word piece, which is the rhema piece, which is holding on. This is how it speaks to me, which is holding on to the prophetic promises of God. And if you're holding on to the prophetic promises of God and, and you're living according to the new covenant, which is a covenant of love and grace and mercy and kindness and loving your neighbor as yourself and loving the Lord, by obeying his commands, right? That we're doing all the things that we're actually, this grace within us is producing the works that the law tried to produce, that, but it's producing those works anyway. And that here we are in this paradox of God doing everything and us not relying on our own works, but works being produced. And we're doing all this with the law. Then it is 100% certain that you will make your ways succeed. That it's a promise that if, if A, then B, if you manage to hold the prophetic promises of God and walk in the fullness of the Spirit, which I think is really part of the, you know, the, the promise of the Father for the new covenant was the Spirit. So if you're walking fully in the Spirit, alive to the promises of God in your life, memorizing them, speaking them out, declaring them, then you will make your ways prosper. And for those of us that might feel stuck in some of those prophetic promises, I just want to, I just want to remind you that this is actually in Scripture. I'm not making this up, but it says if you A, then B. This is this is what it is. And and then with that comes this whole thing that I've been re not wrestling with, but just really struck by in the last day, uh, which is the whole notion of putting faith behind those prophetic promises. What does it look like to put faith and not 
not faith. I don't know what the opposite <laughs> of faith is. Faith. Uh, the opposite right. of faith is, is probably. I think the opposite of faith is probably. Um, surety, mm-hmm. you know, because you you don't need. I don't. I don't need faith to believe <laughs> that you're sitting beside me. Right. You're right, right here. Right. I need faith to believe in something that is unseen. Mm-hmm. Um, so something that doesn't yet exist, it's something that isn't real, that, that this is, what does it look like when you have this prophetic promise? And we have dozens that we haven't seen. We have a dozens that we have seen, but we have dozens that we haven't seen. And there's times I'm even, you know, tempted to just say, okay, that's too hard to believe. I'm, I'm actually going to put that on the shelf up here and we're going to, we'll pick it up whenever he does something. But I don't think that's it. I think it's like that we're in this season. Um, I love seasons. I love seasons. I love knowing what season you're in and then you'll know your sign. I could tell you a story about that if we have time here. Um, we could tell you a story about that if we have time. But, but it is, I think, that where we're at at the minute is knowing that you will not fail. I, I, I just want to declare that over everybody, that the plans of God will not fail in your life if you do what you're supposed to do, which is just keep the fire burning on the promises of God in your life. Keep the fire burning. Keep stoking those flames, right? Pouring hope onto those flames as much as much as you possibly can. And then the response has to be, what does it look like when I apply faith to this? Mm-hmm. So if I have this going on in my life, what does it look like to apply faith? Because I know what it looks like to apply no faith, delay, okay. you know, uh, maybe down the pipeline that's up on the shelf there, we'll take it down when it happens. What does it look like for me to apply faith to a promise? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not talking about Like we, we, we don't look before we leap, right? We, we don't look before we leap. We, we leap before we've even thought of looking anywhere. <laughs> like this isn't about bringing common sense into it. It's, it's almost like the common sense needs to be broken off off us just to actually start to take risks. And please, I'm not saying go get a mortgage for $3 million and do whatever. But what does faith look like? Yeah to do what it is, for you to do what it is in your next step, knowing that it's 100% guaranteed that if you're just keeping those fires of the Holy Spirit burning and the promises of God in your life, that this is going to come true. That's kind of my challenge, because we did a week of lies a couple of weeks ago. We might do something coming up. Um, but we, one of the things for me is... Mm-hmm. Like I, I would believe, I would preach this, and I've been really challenged. Are you, are you getting nervous? What I'm about to say. I don't know what you're going to say. <laughs> so one of one of the things I would I would preach this and say that the only thing that's stopping people walking in the fullness of their destiny is money. Mm-hmm. That that's the barrier. That's the number one barrier that I hear, and I I have felt the Holy Spirit say that's a lie. Because we're, I'm holding on to that for dear life. I, Lord, the only thing that stopped me building a modern monastery is $10 million. And I feel the Holy Spirit has just said, that's actually not true. Um, do, you, you know, do you want me to partner with you in that line? <laughs> like, is that, is that something I'm, I'm asking? Is that something I want the Holy Spirit to partner, partner yeah. with? 
on believing that lie or is this something else that I'm believing? I'm trying to get to the bottom of that, trying to get to the, you know, the difference between facts and truth. And mm -hmm. the truth is, no, I could, you know, with, with God, all things are possible, right? But with God, all things are possible. Um, so, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. It's a good word. <laughs> and it's really important to know your season. I can't, like, I do this with our Daniel company all the time because you have a bunch of prophetic, discerning, seer people, and we get so confused with the signs, right? Uh, two years ago, we went through which, what, I, what I thought at the time was probably the most intense spiritual warfare stuff going on as we prepared to move to San Diego. Um, and, you know, spiritual warfare is here. Um, it's not, well, it's here. So, and all the insecurities and everything that was bringing, that, that, that brought, but God made a way <clears throat> and used all sorts of strange and wonderful things to make a way. Um, and knowing that we were, we, were, we were here, that we were here, that this was on God's heart for us to be here. This was part of our purpose. This was us walking in, in a greater measure of part of our purpose. Mm -hmm. And then within the last six weeks, all the signs were, your time is done. Yeah, they certainly pointed that way. If if we didn't they were believe, like, walk this way. Walk, go that way. <laughs> that go, way. Go, 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 where are we going? We're like, what? Yeah. No. All the signs. Um, like. Practically, so. they all look like time to move on, wrap it up, off you go, back to. So one one of them was that our our realtor we're renting this glorious house which we love and it suits us really well. Um, and our realtor said, okay, we're, you know, might be selling, might be selling. So get ready to move and we'll put you on a month to month and we're making the rent a lot more expensive. And mm -hmm. we're like, okay, so what do we do? Um, and, and, uh, what, what I, what I did was this, I, I put on this, I put this on, put my watch on. I'd love to buy it. If anyone is a one and a half million dollars <laughs> sitting around that would like to give us that, yes. please, we will buy it. Um, and again, that might not be, that might be a lie. So I put my watch on and the watch was to remind me that this is our season to be here in Southern California. And that might season might last until, you know, they're going and sprinkling my ashes back in the Morn mountains back home. Um, but but this is this is where we're supposed to be. This is actually where we're supposed to be, and I would I would I would you know because this watch was a prophetic sign. I won't go into all the details, but it was a miracle. This watch was an absolute one hundred percent miracle, um, and that just reminded us that this is where we're going to be. So mm -hmm. that meant everything shifted, like everything has shifted within the last two days mm -hmm. everything has shifted um we're the rent's still up but our landlord came and said hey um, we want you, we to, want stay you to stay as, as long, long as you as can possible. as long as you possibly can we'd like you to stay in this house we're not selling uh we're not going to sell and you know things of other things have just kind of fallen into place and it's just been incredible yes. but it just means you have to hold fast the season yeah. you're in and not try and get out of it just because it's the signs are somewhere else. Yeah, and I would think, you know, I, I think when we think of warfare, we think of like fist fighting and 
and shouting at the enemy and shouting at the darkness. I think for us, we're not big warfare people. We're not um, like we we have come across warfare. We we know warfare. We've stood in the middle when the enemy has breathed, which felt literally on our necks at times. But we don't focus there. Like that's not our focus. Our focus is his goodness, right? So we're we constantly come back to where am I anchored? I'm anchored in his goodness. And I think um, the warfare, when we talk about warfare, I think it's warfare to keep your peace. I think it's warfare to, to pull, like stay in the love of God and the security of who God is for us um, and not really shift from that place. Uh, and, and, and obviously like warfare is, you know, it is here. It's right here is the hardest piece is what we believe and how we see things and what we believe about the father. Uh, and, and so I think, um, for me, the biggest fight is remain is holding on your peace is anchoring in his peace, his love, faith, you know, and love and righteousness and joy. Because uh, joy is my strength, um, not how much I shout, not how much I can wrestle. It's the joy of the Lord uh, gives me the perspective and gives me strength. So I think um, it's really important that when you feel you're in a season of, of war warfare, if that's even right, you know, um, is that it, it, it's, you don't lose your peace in the middle of that. Uh, so. Your Jew brings us back to the heart of the Father. <laughs> I know that's great, but what about Jesus? <laughs> I will, <laughs> I can't help myself. Ian's an apostle, so he's a, he's a war, keep faith on, keep moving forward, stay strong. I'm like, yeah, what about the heart of Jesus? That's, Oh, come back, close your eyes, and we'll all take a deep breath, and we'll go into the heart of Jesus. I'm all for that. <laughs> I'm all for that. <laughs> you do that well. Oh, you do that well. Thank you. <laughs> Good job. Thank you. But it's it's one of the things I think prophets, there's the mark of a prophet is they always want to, this is great. See all these prophetic words, they're great, but let's go into Jesus. Into let's, Jesus. Me centering. and him, I and him, him yes. and me, yes. them and us, all that. You're don't, in. They're all John 17 people. You're in the heart of the Father. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's good. It's, it is. It's good that after this week, like just coming back into the heart of God and coming back into the security and being anchored in the one who is immovable. And though everything is shifting, he doesn't change. He's unchangeable. Yeah. And unchanging. Do you want to, do you want, do we need to sing something? I was thinking of the Frederick <laughs> William Faber, unchanging and unchangeable before Angelic eyes. Oh, yes. The I vision love of that. the Godhead. Yeah. Good Lord. Beautiful. That's so good. Isn't it? Yeah. Do we have that? Uh, we probably have it somewhere. somewhere. It's a book somewhere. Maybe over there. It's um, Christian book and mystical birth. Um, anyway, we'll not go look for it now. Yeah, sorry. So, We're getting so, distracted. You know, by there's an old hymn writer called Frederick William Faber, and he wrote a poem called um, Unchanging, I think it is. Unchanging, Unchanging and Unchangeable. Yes. So, anywho. Yes. 
I had something else ever since that just sort of came up in my head there, but we'll have to let it go. Did I knock you off your perch then? You did. <laughs> Bring me back into Jesus. <laughs> Bring me back into heart, Jesus, knock me off. <laughs> All right. So yeah. Keep the fires burning. Keep the fires. Yes. Oh yes, this is what I was gonna say. Please do not listen to the fear mongers. Yeah. Right. There is no place in the kingdom of heaven we're told in scripture for the fear mongers. Mm -hmm. Uh, so do not listen to the fear mongers. The fear mongers are going to be out there saying the sky is falling. The sky is falling. Jesus has been perfectly preparing for this day and for tomorrow. Like perfectly prepared. He has not been taken by surprise. He is not phased by elections or by presidents or by kings. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords, right? Jesus is still on the throne. Yes. All heal King Jesus still yeah. applies today yesterday, today, and forevermore. So let's not listen to the fear mongers. Let's not listen to the, hey, we don't know what's going to happen. Of course, you don't know what's going to happen. We're not fortune tellers, right? But I'll tell you one thing. We are going from glory to glory with increasing glory. Yes. And as it says yes. in Romans 14, 23, that anything you do that does not have faith yes. is sinful. I... That blows me away that whatever you do that doesn't have faith attached is actually sinful. And um, so I just release you to make faithful decisions. The thing about doomsday is you can never prove it wrong. Like you can never prove a doomsday prophet wrong because they're going to say, but it'll happen next week. It'll be next week. It'll be all the, you know, we'll all go to hell in the handbasket next week. So you can't actually do that. This is the age for faith, right? I think we've come through an, uh, a season where courage was really needed. Yeah. Now it's a season to build and to build with faith. Yeah, good job keeping standing. <laughs> good job, that's right. Good that's job. Right. We, we actually, we, I, I felt, I, I sense, I don't, I'm trying to not use the word felt because it's not about feelings, it's, it's about a sense. It's not about like feelings. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, we're human beings, not human feelings. So right. I had a being That's moment. I had a I had that. a human being moment, where <laughs> where I thought that, where, where I sensed a human being moment. I beinged. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm getting out of here. I don't know what he's. <laughs> <laughs> so I I. That one of the things that had happened was that we'd passed a test, that we'd actually passed the test, yes. which was believing the promise yes. and not the signs. Come was on. believing the promise and all the signs were there to see if do you love San Diego? Yes. Do you I, love I, her? I felt, do you love her? Yeah, you're going to stay no matter what. Like, do you love her? Do you really love her? Do you love California? Because <laughs> yes. it's flipping hard to live here if you're not called to live here. Yes. Do you love her? Like, do you love her? Mm -hmm. and, and I felt the Lord just say, good job. Yeah. It passed. So. And and here's the thing, you know, the thing that struck me, I think, this week is we have to give God something to work with. We actually have to give like with faith, faith has to attach something, to attach to something. And it obviously attaches to hope, because without hope there's no faith. But it, it's um I, I feel like, you know, we can't stand still. We have to keep moving forward. Um, and sometimes we don't know what that moving forward looks like, but sometimes the moving forward is just saying, I'm not quitting. 
I'm not quitting San Diego, even though everything looks like I should and it feels like I should. I'm not quitting. And I think for us, that's where we landed. We're like, we, we know God has us here. And so for where you are uh, and, and what you're in the middle of, that, that you're, if you're wavering or you're feeling a little wobbly, you know, it, it is saying, it, it doesn't matter. I'm not shifting. I know God has me here and I know the purposes of God and I'm going to keep moving and I'm going to give him something to work with, you know? So um, I think it's important uh, that we're not waiting for something to drop into the sky, out of the sky. We love all that. Like we, you know, we love the checks in the mail. We love the checks in the mail. They're amazing. But we we're going to keep moving forward, and we're going to keep doing all that we can do, so that, in you know, as cliche as it sounds, to let him do all that he can do. Yeah. Sometimes what only he can do. What only he can do, because really we are, yeah. It's only he can do it. So. All right. That was fun. That was fun. I like that. I had a being. <laughs> I had a moment of being. I had a moment of laughter. It was very funny. Yes. Pray for it. <laughs> Pray for you. Pray for me. Pray, Pray for, for you. Me. Pray for me. Pray for you and your being. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, Father, we we. <laughs> We're getting hit with the joy. Uh, the joy of the Lord's our strength. So, Father, we, we just love you. We love, even though we're in the middle of fire sometimes, we know that you're, if you call us to the fire, I think it was Rita Springer says, if you call us to the fire, you're not withhold your hand, that you will hold us and stand with us in the fire like you did in Daniel. And so, God, I pray for everyone who hears this, to everyone, I pray they'd be encouraged. I pray they would stand tall, Lord. I, I pray they would know your presence in all that they're walking in and all that they're, they're, they're moving in. And Father, would you open doors? Would there be breakthrough? Would there be um, provision for their vision, God? Father, I ask that the things that you've put in our hearts, that we would see them and that we would see you move, Lord, like never before. We are in and coming into unprecedented times where the Spirit of God is looking for hearts that are truly His, that are, are hearts that will say, no matter what, I will follow you, and I will be bold, and I will have courage, and I will stand, uh, and above all, stand. And so, Lord, strengthen us, clothe us with your presence, and may we know, God, in our very uh, being, Lord, who we are and, and who, whose we are, that we are children of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. Bless you guys. Bless you guys. We, you. Uh, we have some stuff coming up. Rachel has uh, School well, of Spirit. You have a School of Spirit School of Spirit, yes. Yes, um, and we're all going to turn into the heart of Jesus. That's what we're going to do. We're going to learn how to cultivate the presence of God, lifestyle of devotion, giving you tools for that. It's going to be a blast, and it's going to be lovely. So, yeah, you can go, go to our website, love you to join. buildingcontenders.com, yes. and it's a 10-week thing. You get to hang out with Rachel online every week. <laughs> I'm sorry. Every week. <laughs> every week. <laughs> um, 
It's been incredible. So it and, and it starts good. at the end. It starts next week, it's not this weeks. week. It's two weeks, I think, yeah. this Wednesday. No, it's not this Wednesday, but next, is it? No. No, two weeks two, this Wednesday. Yeah. So there's a few on you. I know, a few on here. I know you've joined. I'm so excited. So, please join. Come Brilliant. be with. Come be with us. Brilliant. We'd love it. And I'm at Farwell this Sunday. So if you're in San Diego, come and say hi at Farwell Church on Sunday at 10 a.m. Yes. So bless you guys.